0: Carson Chatter, a podcast focused on Carson City, the people who shape it, and the real estate that defines it. I'm Sina Lloyd, Carson City Library Director, and I'm here with my co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Garrett LaPierre, local realtor with Century 21 Jim Wilson Realty. In addition to another great guest interview this week, we have our weekly segments, Community Connections, and LaPierre's Corner.
0: Stay with us, and we'll be right back. (laughs)
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carson Chatter. It's been a minute since we've been on air, but we're happy to have Mark Salinas. And Mark has a little bit of a new role here with Carson City. He is the uh, arts director, but we're going to let him tell you a little bit more about that. And I'm also joined by Cena Lloyd, the Carson City Library director. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Hi. Happy to be here. Thank you. So, Mark, you're working under a new umbrella now, yeah, doing pretty much the same job, but I know there's some differences. Tell me more about that.
2: Well, I think about uh, in November of 2017, I put in motion the um, another layer of foundation here for Carson City, the role that I'm in, to uh, to build the 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 creative profile, and that was to um, transfer from the Visitors Bureau to the city. Um, As a state board member of the Nevada Arts Council, I'm on the phone monthly with my colleagues throughout the state, and uh, my colleagues in Reno and. And Las Vegas two very art centric cities uh, are under City Hall um, prior to my arrival our cultural commission which has always been under City Hall um, was shepherded by Parks and Rec and so looking at the evolutionary ladder um, we were sort of in between in between I think we we're only joined joined by Tonovall right. as the other arts and culture director under, vis- under the Visitors Bureau okay. and I made a push to um, climb that ladder um, Personally and professionally, and to give a higher profile, it feels good to be uh, to have arts and culture sort of in the family portrait there with other directors of library, parks and rec, sheriff's office, health admin, um, and I think this is uh, this is the route we really want to go. It was the intended route actually for my position, um, but the uh, the way it was funded was through a
1: hotel. TOT increase, which is why I was off at the, at the Visitors Bureau. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It it makes sense because it puts you in it puts the arts in a department within the city. And we all know that for a healthy vibrant community, arts is a huge part of that. Right. Um, yeah, it's
2: it's not only a quality of life issue, it's an economic issue. And you know, just in the past month or two, having worked under City Hall. Um, attended these department head meetings. I'm learning a lot about how the city works. That's going to affect and influence my decision-making and partnership. I've already worked in the past two months, you know, with the library, parks and rec, even the fire department, and it's going to help communication, um, between departments and collaboration between departments. I mean, you know, nationwide, 50% of the hospitals already have a pre-existing arts program because they have identified that as a healing method. Um, everyone knows that a little bit of money in low income or high risk communities reduces recidivism, you know? And so now that I'm with these department heads, it gives me an opportunity to sort of, um, open new doors.
1: Right. I like that.
0: Okay. Well, after about a year in Carson city and in your role as arts coordinator, what's been your biggest achievement or the thing that you are most proud of?
2: Hmm. This is a tough one. I mean, I'm most proud of the community really. Um, I've seen more pep in their step yep. with someone full time, you know, um, working for them. Um, Capital Collage was a, a good moment. I feel, but I feel down about what we're doing with this NEA Big Read grant is sort of like another Capital Collage, um, which was basically an opportunity to use Carson City as a magnet to draw talent and collaboration. Right. Um, I think whereas Capital Collage, what we did uh, last November was more art centric. I think this is more nonprofit, commercial, city, state. I think it has more of a day to day identification.
1: That makes sense. Makes sense. Oh yeah. In in that same vein, what's been the biggest challenge that you faced in in the last year? Um.
2: Wow. That's a tough problem. I mean I, I don't nothing comes to mind really. Um, I mean I moved out here knowing it would be totally different right You live out in New York half your life. you have to balance the scales sometime. I came out here um, to seek the other end of the spectrum right and to use what I learned out there to develop new things here. Um, the biggest challenge, I don't know if there is one. I mean, uh, there's just a lot of work. Ahead. There's a lot of work ahead. Of course. And, you know, as I was before at the visitors, bro, I'm a one man department. So I guess, you know, we all put in long hours. Right. I've been putting in a lot recently. Okay. Uh, with the transition.
1: And I I want to go a little further with you on that with the contrast between Carson City and New York City. Obviously, we're not anywhere near the same playing field. Oh, just a little bit. But but the art scene in New York City, you know, if you talk to people from New York, one of the biggest things they say is the arts is why I love living there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you have more things to do, you know, restaurants, theater, Mm -hmm. things like that. But the arts is a big draw for not only tourism, but for the people who actually live in New York City. Mm Can you envision Carson City being in that same vein where people come here for the art scene that we have? You know, I think
2: uh, every day when you click on the news here in Carson City, start counting all the articles on theater, on food, on music. There's a lot. There is. And so I think another uh, aspect of my role is to um, show in a new perspective what's already there right. and link it together to have that, that cohesion. That's how you build the identity, the profile, instead of everyone in their own silos doing something. But actually, um, using that as, as examples. My favorite example to mention when is, uh, you know, when I went to Carson High, I asked all the kids what comes to mind when they think of fine art. And they all agreed it was something framed with a spotlight on it and a gold frame on a wall. <laughs> That's one answer, but right. there are several answers. And it's just, you know, I was reminding the kids, you know, when you went to the coffee store this morning, you put a little cream, you put a little sugar to taste, right? Um, you picked that jacket because it went with your shoes, right? You know, so everyone has these aesthetic identifi- uh, identifiers. Right. It's just bringing that to the forefront. You know, I love reminding people that, you know, in their wall right now is a fabulous work of art, an impeccable engraving. And that's the dollar bill, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's just those little reminders. And and then I get to ask for the money. (laughs) (laughs) Great answer.
0: So, I mean, and you've talked about, you know, kind of a little bit about coming from New York. I know here in Carson you did a presentation on that experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Right. Uh, I was honored to be... um, one of the uh, lecturers for the capital city arts initiative they've been around uh 15 years now in carson city and they uh, have um carved out fantastic exhibition opportunities in the sierra room in the courthouse and the brick right here across the street yep. and every once in a while they bring in <clears throat> um uh, a lecturer so they asked me to do it and i called it uh the title is Choices, challenges, choices, chances, and changes, I believe it was. And uh, it was an opportunity for me to sort of answer that question, how's it going, you know, from Carson to New York and New York to Carson. (laughs) Um, But also to give people sort of a a background into um, my um, history as an artist and as an arts administrator and how that um, influences my decision-making today um we had it in a new location, you know. God bless Sharon Ross and Glenn Clemmer, you know, because you know I, I had to do things my way, you know, like Frank Sinatra from new- I did great. things my way and I wanted to do it in the in the union across the cross street and they've been a great community collaborator. Um, great food too. We had 60 people show up. The room was packed. It was, the and room was awesome. packed. It was the most people they ever had attend one. Awesome. Um, the union Made some money, too, because they had a little bar set up in the back, okay. and it was a new experience. And um, Although I sort of shook the floor for CCAI, I shook it in a good way, right. and to show them how successful their programming really is.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So, so now, looking forward, what is the one thing that you want to accomplish in the next year?
2: Well, the um, our annual report to the Board of Supervisors is this week. Okay. This week. will be uh, my second one, okay. um, but my first one where I'm actually reporting on a full 12 months. Um, and I want to identify a dedicated priority into writing the policies and procedures for public art, which is why I came out here. Right. And there have been um, projects that um, we tackled as a community. Um, da Vinci, the Nevada Day Parade, Capitol Collage. Um but you know the policies and procedures for public art is, unfortunately, it's not a, a document that you can, it's municipal, it's ordinance that you can't copy and paste from another city. Although I looked at other cities, uh, rural capitals, um, large cities, even New York's own um, policies and procedures. But it depends upon population, depends upon uh, funding, depends upon um, the system of government. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends upon how art-friendly the community is. Right. But um, I'm pretty, pretty close. You know, I started writing it, but from the perspective of the Visitors Bureau, which is, you know, its own entity, right. uh, non-city. And so um, I have to go back in and sort of write it from a different point of view. Um, it clarifies things, right. certainly, now that I'm writing ordinance as a city employee right. as a, rather than writing ordinance as a Visitors Bureau employee. But that, that's that's in the future, and I'm happy to get that done. That's going to be the roadmap. That's going to alleviate a lot of. Um, I don't there'll definitely be drafts, but it'll alleviate a lot of uh, any confusion about you know the
1: path that we want to go on. Right. And, and what's the end goal of that? So you have that policy in place. Where do you? So we you have that, that
2: policy in place uh, covers any and all sort of circumstances where we could um, acquire art, whether that's through purchase, through loan. Um, through trade, how do we deaccess uh, a work of art, um, what are the guiding parameters, and um, and how does the public get to weigh in on these decisions that, that we make. Perfect. I'm pretty excited about it,
1: actually. Yeah, yeah very cool.
0: Okay, so um, with that, in, in your report, can you give us a glimpse, since you haven't given it yet, but can you give us a glimpse of... Um, just one of the things that the cultural commission and you have decided are is the best thing that happened in that past 12 months.
2: I think we've been really successful in working closely together, um, as a team, you know, the, the cultural commission, um, before my arrival would meet quarterly. We're meeting every other month. Now I, I see us in the future meeting every month. Um, But we've really, you know, congealed and have started delivering the message. And the message is really being well received in other towns, uh, whether it's in uh, radio or print or ad or it's um, other arts leaders throughout the the region or even the state uh, coming to Carson City. And, you know, the next step of development is actually for us. Uh, for the cultural commissioners to continue that and becoming ambassadors so we can spread the message out that we're doing. So definitely that that rapport um, is super important and that, that's something that we're going to be uh, developing probably later on this year um, that's going to be uh, in tandem parallel to the policies and procedures. Because gotcha. we, we want not only um, the ordinance for the city but the ordinance for ourselves you know, how we, what, what, what's our day-to-day, the, the Municipal Code and the um, Arts and Culture Master Plan is sort of the big picture, but how do we achieve those steps day-to-day?
1: Right. Well, And, and I, I think, you know, one of the big things about doing downtown, you know, redoing downtown or remodeling it, and you're seeing new businesses come in, um, new restaurants, which I think is a big, mm-hmm. big driver, is, okay, now that... And that—that's definitely not done, or or is that at the end game yet? But now that we have more people downtown, spending more time downtown, how can we use that to show off the arts? How can we use that to get people more engaged in whether that's public art or an exhibit, a gallery? You know, how 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 can we do that? And and it sounds like that 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 policy and procedures will help you accomplish that goal.
2: And even opportunities such as the Big Read, where um, we're reaching out and taking art. Be, um, advertising as more of a day-to-day thing. Right. Not only for mm-hmm. non-for-profits, but for businesses
1: as well. Yeah. why we're there, tell us a little bit about the Big Reach. Okay. Thank
2: you. So um, the National Endowment of the Arts has uh, an annual literary grant that they award to 75 organizations throughout the state. Um, the requirement is to partner with your city library, okay. which I did reach out to Sina. I think this was the first few months I was mm-hmm. here. Um, but I also wanted to balance that. Right. Uh, with, as since we're in the capital, with the State Museum. So it was a pretty good city-state partnership straight from the beginning. Love it. Um, And we're awarded, we're one of those 75 recipients, and so we're the only recipient in Nevada, and the last time Nevada, uh, an organization won in the state, was eight years ago. The maximum award is $20,000. We won fourteen. It's a one-to-one match, and it includes in-kind donations, such as space and time, and and stuff like that. the Grant challenges communities to make 30 days of programming based upon a pre-selection of novels. One of the novels I identified among the 25 or 28 that there were was Charles Portis's True Grit, 1870s Western theme, um, seemed to be very identifiable with Carson City, and I thought it would be a good first step, not only for Carson City, but for me, because I was just a couple months into the mm. job, and I thought, wow, this would be a good learning opportunity for me, right. you know, for the city slicker to figure out what's, what's going on <laughs> around here. So... Um it's really developed into uh fantastic opportunities. Um we have the um reader groups at the high school, at the senior center, we have reader groups that are actually um traveling, so there's uh opportunities at Stewart Indian or the museum to actually have a backstage tour uh with your reader group. Um we were able to get some um great new material for the library Kindles and books and and even some DVDs, um, to educate the community on, on, uh, on Nevada and art, and art, pardon me, history. Um, but we also have some sort of stranger, um, collaborations. <laughs> so I reached out to the, the Clampers. Okay. And, uh, told them about what we do, you know, they're big history buffs. And so, um, I told them, you know, in total what, what this whole project was about. It was a cross section of of everything that that we already are, you know, and how do we how do we um, celebrate it together more closely? And so I I was just at WNC, which is where we're having our kickoff exhibition, and they have created four little libraries. They were going to create three of them; they created four. Awesome. These are amazing. They are so cool. One's a t- one's a tiny outhouse. One's a wheelbarrow. <laughs> nice. One's a barn. And so um, if you're unfamiliar with little libraries, are uh, you can register these things. They're put in air in and communities, and you you take a book and you leave a book. Right. So once this is uh, this whole thirty days of events is over, soon, and I can work on together on where we're going to place these things in areas, and I'm really excited about that. Um, so another theme in the in the book was um, playing cards, casinos, mm-hmm. and so I collect a whole bunch of canceled playing cards from our four local casinos here. Put out a call to artists. And had uh, people contact me statewide, wanting a deck of cards to make an artwork out of. So, that's what the show is all about. So, we have 43 uh, public participants from throughout the state. Henderson, Vegas, Genoa, Gardnerville, Wellington, Incline Village, Washoe Valley, Sparks, Reno, Carson. Um, It's pretty fantastic.
0: And a little bit of a spoiler here. They look amazing. Yeah.
2: And to boot... um, the, the WNC art professors have been partaking in this as well. So, we have about another 30 student artworks on top of that. So, um, we had a, an artist drive up to Carson City two weeks ago from Las Vegas to drop off her piece. She had never been to Carson City before. They've been, her and her husband had been in the arena several, several times. Right. But they came here to Carson City. Okay. Um, last week, the participant from uh, Winnemucca drove here to Carson City. So now we're starting to talk about how art can directly affect tourism, mm-hmm. directly be an economic benefit. Right. Uh, because the first thing that they did when they stopped in was, like, so where do we go next? Right. You know. Um, so there's a, 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 a several several events, great city-state partnerships. Um, we're giving a lot of paperbacks away for free mm-hmm. with a valid library card. So I'm I'm, awesome. I'm foreseeing that. That library application memberships will spike with this and, this next month,
0: and they have already. I oh, mean, good. We, we've actually gotten people saying, "Hey, I see the advertisement. I want to see the True Grit movie. I awesome. need a library card." Good, and good. so we're already starting to see that. That's
1: increase. great. Love so, it. Love uh, the cl- love the collaboration on that.
2: Yeah. So we have um, the entire the entire calendar is on the Visit Carson City website. You can also go to the library website. Yep. And if you'd like a paper calendar, a nice folded paper calendar for your back pocket, you can stop by the not Up. Okay, perfect.
0: Okay, so that's really great. That's going to be a it's a really fun month ahead. And uh, we'll kind of move now to you. And I'm curious to know, now that you've had some time here to settle in town, what's your take or perception of Carson
2: City? So, you know, I... Um, Oscar Wilde once said that, uh, let's see, he said if nature was so comfortable, man would not have invented architecture, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I know I'm the only person in Carson City without a tent in his garage. I know it. I'm getting there. It's starting to feel like home. It really is. Okay, And I'm really falling in love just with this view out the window. And I'm getting out more often on the weekends to enjoy nature. I went birding for the first time. Awesome. In Genoa. Um, Great place Last it. week. Um, was able to spot a few birds. Um, that's something that's totally new to me. You know? And it's something that's, quite frankly, not work-related. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I put a lot into what I do here. And I do it alone with the Cultural Commission. Right. But... Um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I was up at the lake last week, and they're on the water, and I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm in rural Carson City. I'm here at Chimney Beach. Um, It's kind of cool. So um, when you ask me that question, my mind immediately just goes outdoors. Right. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. It, well I I for me and, and we've talked about this a little bit is I have been to some cool places in the world, I haven't traveled the whole world, but I've been to, some, been to some cool places in the world and every time I go to Lake Tahoe, I go, I can't believe this is in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from from the outdoor recreation area to just sitting on the beach and and, and enjoying the view. I mean it's it's world class. You, you can't you can't beat that. And I would assume, you know, when you're looking at a concrete jungle that you know, it, it's a it's a different look from that. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so what would you like to see, not, not, not in your role as um, arts director or anything really arts related, what would you like to see Carson City do or have or get or focus on to make it better?
2: I was just thinking about this the other day, and I'm going to cheat because it's a little arts related. Okay, that's fine. But... Um We, we, have, we have a couple of organizations here that are very successful in uh, in films. The, the International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rhonda's Carson City Classic Cinema. Yep, very you know? familiar. But I would love there to be a brick-and-mortar spot for art films. You know, in the, in, indie films, a brick-and-mortar spot would be really cool. I and it. I can really see that, especially with the renovation now that's occurring on, on Curry Street mm-hmm. of how this community is coming together. You know, you go into any town and wherever they're are the people congregating. There's where you're going to find the cool architecturally built bars, the interesting restaurants with the parks outside, you know, the cityscape, the well-developed cityscape. And um, I was just thinking about that the other day. I thought, you know, there's, of course, there's we can go to see a movie, but something like that, a um, boutique that would have that sort of neighborhood um, neighborhoody feel is something I think I could easily... See
1: happening here right and, and, and I think something like that would do well would you see a component of helping people make their own movies be a part of that
2: that could be it too yeah yeah. Okay.
1: I like it okay. oh, yeah what, what What do you have going on in the next couple weeks that you want to plug
2: well uh, please show up at the WNC Bristol Cone Library on Thursday uh, this Thursday at 530 530 to 730 we're going to be celebrating the kickoff um For True Grit, it's going to continue uh, Friday at the Brewery Arts Center, where with a valid Carson City library card, you can see the True Grit 69 film that John Wayne uh, starred in. Uh, Glenn Wharton from the Nevada Prison Preservation Society is going to be our keynote speaker. If you do not have a library card, you can sign up and get one there. And also get one of our free uh, paperbacks of True Grit, complete with an eye patch and a bookmark. (laughs) Um, And then we're going to wrap up the weekend on Cinco de Mayo. Um, pushing Spanish readership and and Spanish engagement um, with the Cinco de Mayo party at the Carson City Library. That's going to be an incredible event. Uh, We're bringing the Dayton International Folklore Dancers uh, back to Carson City. If you recall, they performed at the Day of the Dead celebration at the State Museum, and I think they brought in 900 people over the weekend. Uh, We're going to have an enchilada truck there. We're going to have Debbie and Rachel Lambin Uh, doing book art workshops uh, inside the library Uh, and the uh, Latino cohort from WNC um, who helped build the uh, Ruby the Rattler uh, Nevada Day float that's also at WNC but it was part of the library's float to celebrate this NEA uh, grant Uh, they're going to be there and both in Spanish and English will be giving their first-person accounts of how they uh, have had to reach down deep for their own true grit to overcome whatever obstacles that that those were. So it's an interesting opportunity for uh, the youth to grab the microphone and and have their moment. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So uh, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th, a dynamic kickoff, a lot of great venues. And uh, make sure you can leave each venue with a book in your in, in your hand. So please do that.
1: Well, you had me at enchilada. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you keep up the good work, Mark. I, I can Thanks, definitely, Karen. you know, from the conversations that we have, you know, I can definitely feel that you have your legs much more underneath you. And, and, and you're doing a great job keeping up. I appreciate Thank you. it.
0: Thank you for your participation and willingness to partner with the community.
1: Thanks, Ina. And we'll be right back in just a a few seconds with um, our segments, um, Carson Connections, and we'll give you a little, little real estate update of what's happening in the real estate market as well. Thanks for joining us back here on the Carson Chatter Podcast. Our goal here moving forward is to get you out two podcasts every month, so every two weeks. And we would love to have some feedback about what guests or what topics you'd like to see us hit and cover. We're also going to be adding some new components to the podcasts, um, some reoccurring segments that will happen. uh, And one of those being Carson City History fascinating tales of um, what it was like when this area was growing up and getting built, Um, you know, the Comstock load area, really interesting, fascinating tales to bring you guys to, you know, show you a little bit more of the history of the area is what we're looking to do. So thank you for listening as always, and we look forward to seeing you in two weeks.
0: again for listening to this episode of Carson Chatter. You can subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud apps to get new episodes as they are uploaded.
1: Once you've subscribed, please leave a review as it makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Please engage with us via social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by simply searching for Carson Chatter. You can also email us at carsonchatterpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: See you again soon, and please don't forget to tell a friend about this podcast.